Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Jeff Miller. Hey you, how are you doing out there? Remember, this weekend is Mother's Day, so we want to get this out to all moms and say Happy Mother's Day. And be sure to, you know, spend a moment with them on the phone or go visit them or, you know, do something with them to make them feel special and know how much you really appreciate everything that they have done for you each and every day of your life. Because without our mom, we have no life. Today's episode, we're going to talk about round two and three of the NFL draft. As promises, I said I would get back to it, and I am. Um, I'm real excited about it. I thought round two and three went really well. There were some surprises that I'm going to cover with you, in my opinion. I think that there are teams out there that you kind of wonder what they're doing or what they're thinking, but overall, it does make the NFL draft and offseason very interesting. And then down the road, we'll have some podcasts discussing, you know, what are some of the top potential fantasy repercussions of the actual NFL draft. But to get to round two and three, I was listening earlier today to a recruiting, uh, what would you call that? I would say it would be a recruiting, I don't know, it was kind of an interview with a young man that was being recruited to go to Ohio State. And he said something I thought was kind of funny and interesting at the same time. It is what is. That, that was his comment. It is what is. And that is exactly what the NFL draft was. Uh, my first pick that I want to talk about is, and it happens to be really close to one of my favorite picks, but it was an interesting pick. First pick, number 38. Now, that isn't the first pick in the second round, but it is the first pick that I find to be significant. As New England continued to manage to get uh, players that are of quality and of need into their locker room. This particular pick was the first and the number one ranked defensive tackle in the draft, Christian Barmore of Alabama. 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 Sorry about that. I don't know where that came from. Um, and I thought that was a pretty cool pick for them. That was a nice play. I think he's going to have some significant career there in the NFL. But to fall to number 38, I, I find that interesting. He was number one and in many, many mock drafts was in the top 15 to the mid-18 range at worst. So that's a pretty significant fall for him. I think that part of the problem was that there was a plethora of defensive tackles of the same caliber. And I think that maybe lent to that. Those The top five, six, seven guys were all similar, and people just thought they could wait on that position. So, once again, New England waits and shows patience and comes up with a pretty nice pick in the uh, second round, number 38, Christian Barmore of Alabama. Now, my favorite pick of the draft happened to be the very next pick, or the my favorite pick of day two, let's say that. And again... It happens to be the Chicago Bears who move up. They trade with Carolina, and they give Carolina a uh, the third their pick in the in this round, and then also number one fifty 
one, which was a fifth rounder, and then they received the this particular pick, number 39. Carolina also received number 52 and a third rounder, number 83, and a sixth rounder, number 204. So that's how that happened. And they pick up offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Again, another projected player to go in the first round that fell just into the, into the second round. And many think he could be the best tackle uh, in this draft. So nice job for Chicago. They get off to a nice start in the draft. At number 43, the Las Vegas Raiders. Probably picked the guy they should have picked in the first round, but instead they get him in the second round, so that kind of makes the Alex Leatherwood pick not quite as bad. They get Trayvon Mulrig, the safety from TCU, and I found that to be interesting because he was considered the number one safety in the draft, but he actually fell behind Javon Holland of Oregon, who was taken at number 36 by the Miami Dolphins, and also Richie Grant from Central Florida, who was picked at number 40 by Atlanta. So that was surprising that he was available. So Las Vegas couldn't really mess that one up. What I am surprised is that he was able to get by the Detroit Lions at number 41. I, I'm still a little confused about the defensive tackle, defensive tackle when you have a lot of needs on your board. But I think that the Lions overall rating would have been higher had they picked Trayvon with that pick, uh, safety out of TCU. And then on to number 48. Now, number 48 happens to be what I consider the biggest surprise in round two. And it's also my least favorite pick in that round. I am not really sure what San Francisco knows that we don't know. But they picked guard Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. Now, Aaron Banks was initially ranked in around the 145 range, which would put him, you know, what is that, fourth, fifth round, maybe sixth round pick. I think he could have gotten him as late as the sixth round, but they took him here with number 48. I think that was the biggest surprise of the round of day two, rounds two and three. At number 52, the rich get richer. The Cleveland Browns continue to own this draft, and they take linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa of North of Notre Dame. Great pick for them. Again, another top guy who was for some reason fallen, and I'm not sure exactly why that happened, but he fell in the draft, and um. He's an interesting player. I mean, again, one of those guys that was projected to go, you know, between 10 and 15 in the draft. So to be able to load up and take a guy with that speed and the ability to make tackles in the middle of your defense, great pick there for Cleveland. And then we had a question arise because things just started to get a little crazy after that 39th pick in there with Trayvon Jenkins, and then up through number 53. The question came about, is it tackles indeed or in need? Because offensive tackles just started falling off the board. After, after Jenkins at 39, number 42, Miami jumps on offensive tackle, Liam Eikenberg 
from Notre Dame at number 45. Jacksonville takes offensive tackle Walker Little from Stanford. Number 46, Cincinnati gets offensive tackle Jackson Carmen out of Clemson. And then at number 51, Washington grabs offensive tackle Samuel Cosme from Texas, who many considered, again, to be a late first-round pick. And at 53, Tennessee off, grabs offensive tackle Dylan Radons, North Dakota State University. So overall, there were six offensive tackles taken in that span. So I'm going to say that there were tackles in need at that point in the draft. At number 64, another interesting pick that came in, Tampa Bay picks up Kyle Trask. That is the last pick of the second round quarterback from Florida. Quarterback from Florida. And I found that interesting because then again, we get into this little range where three out of the next four picks are quarterbacks, which takes us into round three. So Tampa Bay had their choice. They had their choice between Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, they went with Kyle Trask of Florida. And then at number 66, Minnesota picks up Kellen Mond, which we talked about on the last podcast. And at 67, the Houston Texans, did they grab the heir apparent to Deshaun Watson if he is not able to play, if the NFL decides that he is not going to be eligible? Or we're not really sure what's going to happen there. But they picked Davis Mills of Stanford, who many consider to be a pretty good project quarterback that could turn out to be really good in the NFL. Let's just say that. And then at pick number 95 is my surprise least favorite pick in the third round. Tampa Bay picks guard Robert Hainsey of Notre Dame. Now this guy, what is it about Notre Dame guards? What about the, this guy was ranked at number 200. Why are you picking him at number 95? I don't know. Maybe he was the highest ranked guard at the left? I don't think so, but that's what they took. So you had you had Hainsey go at number 95 and Aaron Banks go at number 48. And I don't think anybody saw either one of those picks coming. But that was my surprise least favorite pick in the third round, and not that I, I know anything extraordinary about this young man, other than the fact that I just think when you look at projections and you look at all the mocks, and which I've paid a lot of time doing, that is not a name that jumps up into that top 100 um, at all. Never saw it once. So there you go. Uh, number 98 happens to be uh, my favorite pick in the third round, and the Denver Broncos. Uh, grab guard center Quinn Meniers of Wisconsin Whitewater. Now, this young man, he this was a little bit of a downfall for him because there were some actual projections where he squeezes into the first round very late, but he ends up, or early second round, but he falls to the third round, pick number 98 to Denver. Supposedly, he had just an outstanding senior bowl. And the fact that he can play guard and center makes him probably a really nice pick for Denver right there. And and I think one of the reasons that he's one of my favorite picks is his nickname. They call him The Gut. The Gut. That's that tells you you're an offensive lineman right there. You you got the gut, 
and you're willing to show it, yeah, that's power. He's going to push some piles. That's what he's going to do in Denver. Like that pick. At number 100, Tennessee picks cornerback Elijah Molden from Washington, who's 5'10 and 190 pounds. And then pick 101, Detroit picks cornerback Ifitu Melanfanwu of Syracuse. He's 6'2, 205 pounds. A little bit about him 4.48, 40 yard dash. He has a 42 inch vertical. So that was interesting. Those two going right there, they were actually, again, guys that were considered, you know, maybe second round picks, but both are projected to be pretty good cornerbacks in the NFL. So two nice picks there in the third round for both of those teams, Tennessee and Detroit. There were 18 offensive linemen chosen in those two rounds, rounds in the, in the second and third round. 18 offensive linemen. So there you go. That is what I have for rounds two and three. I will evaluate the rest of the rounds four through seven and get that information out to you and have a few discussions about some of those players. But I am going to leave you with a couple thoughts, a couple thoughts today. And I and I and my my thought here is I didn't want to talk about this individual, so I'm not really going to be talking about this individual, but I'm going to be talking about an individual. But I am going to assure you right here, right now, for fantasy football, for your draft in the fall, at least one, at least one, A. Rogers will play for Green Bay next year. How's that? One. A. Rogers will be playing for Green Bay next year. There you go. That's what I'm going to leave you with as my thought. Remember to play nice, love your neighbor, be kind, have fun, and make sure you call your mama mama. All right? Thanks, and bye.